Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Um, Jazakallah for tuning in to another episode of Deen Talk. Um, we're quite excited about today's episode. Uh, so this is your host Abu Khalid. I've got my co-host Jihan and special co-host Niaz who's joined us again. Couldn't resist to stay away. Um, today we are joined by um, three Hufas from the whole locality um, and we'll be discussing with them about how they became Hafizes and also the challenges in um, leading Tarawih as well. Um, so I would like to ask each one of them to introduce themselves and give us a little story, about, well not a little story, but um, tell us how they uh, became Hafizes. So I'll start with um, Monana, if you can start introducing yourself as well please. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikum um, So first of all, I just want to say Jazakallah to Mulana for inviting us um, today and uh, granting us the pleasure to, you know, be part of this great work that he's doing. Um, I, I just only heard about like this whole thing that you're doing, like I think a few weeks last <laughs> week or something. And I think Abu Tahir was telling me um, about my uncle's episode. Yeah. Trips. So, and obviously, I was listening to him, and obviously, all my mom's having his like full of like wisdom, and his speeches are just like next level in it. Definitely, yeah. So, um, so obviously, it's gonna be hard to top that episode, but um, <laughs> like, obviously, we're gonna try our best and not hopefully not bore the listeners and stuff. Um, but yeah, little uh, introduction. Um, my, um, my name's Osama, obviously, like <laughs> yeah, um, um, can I? Off topic, yeah. yeah. Um, something I wanted to ask you because I've never met anyone called Usama. Mm. How did you deal with two, um, 9-11, man? Oh my god, <laughs> I used to get it all the time. Even the like Ustaz, like, I'm a like, Usama bin Laden. Like, come on, man, that's old now. <laughs> but, yeah. Do you still get it now? No, now it's died down now because, uh, like, when I went to Darlumbury, like, there was like five other guys that was. Had the same name as me, so oh, okay. like got left the hook a bit. So right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, carry on. You were saying, um, but yeah, I'm a, a thing. Uh, I'm a graduate from Dalhousie. Uh, just finished last year, so I'm fairly new to the outside world and that. <laughs> um, um, you guys all know Dalhousie, the oldest Islamic institute uh, in the UK. Um, so um, founded by. We all know Hazrat um, Sheikh Mohammed Yusuf Mutawassal uh, and um, I just finished my last three years in Dalhousie, and before that, I was in Dalhousie uh, Bradford, sure. um, and I actually started my hips there and still finished my hips over there, and done a few years of arm class over there as well. Um, so, a funny story about my hips actually. Um, I, I actually never got accepted in um, Dalhousie Bradford. Like, I went with one of my friends, I can remember, and we both got rejected. Oh, no. And, uh, like, for a moment, it was kind of relief that I never got accepted. Like, I don't know, I wasn't fully into it, into going boarding school and, like, spending my whole time there and stuff. And uh, I, was, I went to secondary school for a bit and stuff, and I got, like, kind of comfortable with secondary school and stuff. And um, then after a few months, um, I got a letter saying that, you know, you, you've got a place in Darwin Bradford. And I was like, oh, no, I, can't, I, I don't want to go. <laughs> like, I don't want to leave, you know, my friends and stuff like that. And, um, but obviously, like, um, I, I had that kind of, like, passion from before. Like, uh, I want to become half his. Um, 
I want to go study and stuff in it. So let's just go ahead with it and just try it, try it out and stuff. And uh, it's funny because uh, when we were like doing trials for like hives and stuff, um, I I fell ill that day, and I can remember our stud he was like one by one he was telling people to like stand up and stuff okay. and go to another room. So I literally I was there sitting there because I, I, I was thinking in my head, okay, yeah, these are the guys that are going to get um, sent to their rooms and stuff because we were ill and stuff. I was, I was proper making bro, like, oh, Allah, please, like, I want to, I want to, like, get the day off and stuff in it. I'm properly, like, I'm bothered <laughs> reading today. And I was there proper reading, like, the and stuff. And then I think I started realizing and he was like, well, like, this guy's, like, look looks messed and stuff in it. <laughs> so, like, um, I got sent to my room and stuff. And then I, I like afterwards when I woke up, like a few of my classmates they came back and they were like, "Oh, guess what? You got uh, accepted into his class and that." I was like, "Eh, like how and that?" I thought, um, uh, like I wasn't even there. Yeah. And and they go, "Oh yeah, do you know all the guys that stood up? Oh, they got um thing accepted into his class and that." Uh, I was like, "All oh, right, okay." So the guys that were standing up, they were getting sent to his class. I oh. thought I didn't want to stand up. I thought like <laughs> these guys were like. Um, sorry, I thought these guys were not the guys that were ill. Okay. So, um, but yeah, Alhamdulillah, got accepted in his class, and then, yeah, no, I'm, Alhamdulillah, like here I am now, and I'm happy, and Ali, Alhamdulillah. Um, mm. But yeah, just a little bit about myself. Mashallah. So, um, how long did it take for you to become? Uh, so, so, exactly two years, 11 months, and three weeks. Wow, exactly. Yeah. Just made it under a year, that. Um, one week left. But yeah, go on, you can say three years. MashaAllah. Yeah. Okay, now that's great. Um, if you move into half the shots. Assalamu alaikum. Um, alaikum uh, yeah, my name is Riaz. Um, I studied in Bradford Madrasa, Bradford Darulum. Um, was there quite a while. Uh, I took quite a while on my hips as well. Um, the way I got into his class, so when I first joined in year seven, uh, started off in Idadia, you know, the yeah. degree classes and stuff. And where after Idadia, they decide where, whether you go to his class and um, class and stuff. Um, so Idadia was quite good. Uh, they gave us like a little task to like memorize stuff. So I, I could memorize it. And with the Adam class kitabs as well, like just 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 fake kitabs and you know with the kitabs and stuff, I could do that as well. So. When I got accepted in his class, it was quite quick. And um, when I first when I joined his class with all my friends and stuff, I was quite relaxed when I first joined. And obviously, the relaxation slowed me down. Like, <laughs> slowed me down a lot. So, can I just ask, Afisab, um when you mentioned you were in uh, that idea, right? And you decided. That's when you decided if you want to go to Hibs or Alim. Yeah. Did you want to become a Hafiz or? Yeah, of course. Everyone okay. in Dali wanted to become Hafiz. Okay. Uh, so um, you, you went there with that intention. Yeah. Okay. I went with that intention, and uh, yeah, whilst I was in Hibs class, all my friends they finished all before me. Uh, I was unlucky to have some of the clever friends. <laughs> I, I was unlucky to have all my friends that were clever. They all finished within. Two years, and I was still there, and it was a struggle. I wanted to leave his class, um, okay. and 
my dad wanted me to leave at his class as well and join our class because we're faster and stuff. He said, my dad said that, uh, just stop his, just join our class and, you know, it's just a waste of time in his class right now. So, yeah, I was on board with that as well. And then... Uh, you know, um, can I just ask, that is something that's very interesting that um, I think happens a lot, doesn't it? You mm-hmm. send people to his class, sorry, students to his class, and maybe after one or two years, when they find they're not progressing as per parents' expectation, mm-hmm. then they're like, you know, maybe it's about time you did something else or you got out of Madrasa. So how did you overcome it? What made you want to continue and complete your house and not, you know, jump ship and go to Alim class or even like, like a lot of people are, they just quit altogether? Well... On the spot, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have an exact answer for that. Uh, I just... Just thought that I could still do it. You know? Okay. Um, I don't want to quit. <laughs> no, that's, but yeah. That's uh, but yeah, so as I was about to go back to Alan class, uh, one of my ustads, his name is Mahal Abdurrahman Saab, he persuaded my dad. He said that to, he said to him that he, he might be struggling now, but I know that he's capable of becoming happy one day. And yeah, so I was kept on. Uh, I wasn't progressing with one stud, so they had to move me around with another different stud and stuff. And eventually, five years later, a massive five years, it was over, a bit over five years, uh, I became Hafiz. That's yeah. amazing stuff. Um, on that note, you know, um, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Sheikh Rizman Kaji. Um, maybe it was him, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about when um a student is in his class and it takes them longer than the average mm-hmm. you know he says that's actually a good thing because you get you're getting to spend more time in a madras environment connecting with the quran compared to someone that's you know finished quickly because typically you know you would um finish your hips then you would come out if you don't go into alim class you know you just carry on with the world don't you yeah, yeah so i think for people that are struggling, and for, especially for our listeners uh, that are doing his, if you are in a similar situation where it's taking you longer, think of it, of, of, of it as a blessing because Allah is giving you more time to engage with the Quran and spend mm-hmm. more time in the madrasa environment. So, mm-hmm. you know, mashallah, kudos to you, Afisab. So, um, Hafsin Yassab, if you want to introduce yourself. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is Niaz Ahmed. I'm from Sunderland. I'm 20 years old and I study in uh, Dalunberry. Um, you're still studying there, yeah? Yeah, I'm still studying there. Okay. Is that where you did your hips as well? Yeah, I, I did my hips there first okay, and so. then I went down in class when I was over 16. So it took me what, six years to finish my hips. I'd start in 16, same as we as well, I'm messing about a lot, <laughs> you not know, in the right environment. And then I got sent to Marceline the science class and then he like helped me a lot. Like, okay. As soon as I went there, I remember like, I went to his classes, all these big students, and I was thinking to myself, like, what am I doing here? I just look around, he's speaking to me, Ooh, I'm looking, what's this guy saying? So I remember that day I went to our room after this, and I, I, I cried in my moment, I was like, I don't want to be in this class, this guy's really strict. And yeah, he said to me, so like, if you don't, if you don't do at least five hours in my class in the first year, then I want to want to kick you out of my class, send you to annual class. The strict teacher, yeah? Yeah, he's strict, but it was good, doing it? It was worth it. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like, he was the one that helped me, like, finish my, he was most of it as well. <clears throat> and then over 16, I went to Modern Ruhak subs class. Okay. So I did one year there and then I finished it in over 16. So, 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 did you say you did hips first 
Or yeah, I don't have first year. And then you did online class. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, for, so both both of you doing the same. So do you think that makes it easier doing the online class? Yeah, because I think um, when you go into online class, obviously it's all about understanding the Quran and stuff in it. Yeah. And obviously you go through the Quran and its meaning and stuff. And when you've done it, it's just easier to just read the Quran and just kind of connect with it and like. It's just easier to learn, I guess, when you're um, when you've already like learned the whole Quran. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. easier to reference in your mind yeah. straight away kind of situation. Um, one of the things I am interested, in, especially for our listeners out there, is did you have any um, like a unique technique to help you memorize the Quran? Did um, you, well, how how would you say you know because everybody has different techniques yeah, on there? Yeah, yeah, that's what like I think you know with Hibs, it's just like. It's your own um, kind of effort you put in. Like with Alim class, it's a um, set like eight years or seven years, uh, nine years, whatever. Like a set syllabus, so yeah, you yeah. know what you're doing. And like or you have a set time that you're going into class, you, okay, you learn this and you're coming back, that's it. But with his class, you, like, you literally have to put your own time in. And um, if you're putting the work in and if, if you're putting the effort in and you, if you're sitting down in your free time, then you're going to finish faster. You're gonna like obviously study harder and stuff in it, and uh, I think with us, like when I started, uh, there was a lot of guys that are yeah, that were like competing and stuff. We used to always like compete against each so other. That helped. Yeah, and um, we used to hide our Qurans like from each other and stuff like that. <laughs> and I can remember like um, we used to get like proper angry if we found out, oh, this guy checked your Quran and stuff like that. <laughs> we used to realize our mark had been removed and stuff like that in it. So like I can remember one guy like. Um, he started like a year after me and um, we were kind of having a battle and stuff. stuff. But yeah, I realised I'd lost that because that guy was just like uh, too clever for me on that. And um, we ended up going to the same Alim class though. So uh, okay. it's all right. <laughs> Is he listening in today? Yeah? <laughs> uh, I hope he's not. <laughs> but um, yeah, a funny thing, he's actually got the same like birthday as me and everything. And oh, like, we were in the same class and everything. And um, But yeah, um, um yeah, as I was saying, just like sitting in your free time. I think one main thing that really helped me is because obviously I have to give credit to guys like Niaz and Riaz. I don't think you guys had like relatives while mm-hmm. you were in like doing hips and stuff, innit? Nah. But me, like I was really lucky because I had, uh, you know, Mona Nasakib and... Oh, Mona yes, Nasakib. of course. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, Arkham. Yeah, well, Arkham came after me, but yeah, go on. <laughs> um, and like Mona Nafi especially, like... It's probably I don't know if he's listening or not, but he might find find this a bit cringy on that. But um, he helped me so much. Like he literally forced me to sit down, and he'd not let me play and stuff. But <laughs> he'd he'd tell me, "Oh, go for it, sit down and read." Is he stuff. older than you? Yeah, he's okay. one year older than me. Yeah, okay. and um, we were both in the same class, and obviously our start was strict and stuff. And he knew what it meant to you know survive in that class, and uh, he used to proper make me sit down in my free time and stuff like that. And uh, Alhamdulillah, it's because of him, like, it's because of him I'm half his today and stuff. So I have to, like, uh, probably grateful to him and stuff. I'm, I have to be grateful that, you know, someone was there to look out for me and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think I'm noticing a pattern because you've mentioned about having um, someone strict overlooking you and as, as well as half his near. So mm. is that something that you say helps people doing hips to have, like, someone overlooking them very strictly uh, to make sure that, you know, they're learning their stuff and they're not messing around? Yeah, I think... Because, uh, uh, like you say, it's not going to be easy doing it on your own, is it? Like, yeah. Uh, from my experience, obviously, like, um, with anything, I think, like, if you have someone watching over you, 
Yeah. Like, you're going to do it better, aren't you? Yeah, true. And, um, yeah, so, like, obviously, it works different with um, different people, I guess. Like, some people you can't be too strict with because they okay. kind of rebel and stuff. But I don't think I was like that. So I, I was just like, you know what, I'm not going to go against you. Okay, I'll just listen to you. <laughs> so, um, we'll have to bring him on, man. He can tell us about his yeah. experience. <laughs> what about you, Hafiz? Any techniques? Um, no specific techniques, no. Um, I think I put on more effort when I became an over 16. Okay. Yeah. Before that, it was just free, whatever, do whatever, yeah. Um, I was like half-hearted. Yeah, half-hearted. Um, I did try here and there. I did try. But uh, after I reached over 16, I realised that uh, I'm getting too late, you know. I can't be, I still can't, I can't be still in his class, you know. And all my other friends, they're in, you know, Psalm and chat room and stuff. Yeah. So, um, that's when I used to sit down a lot in my free time. I used to spend a lot of free time reading after Fajr. Uh, even when in summertime, was Fajr was at half four, I was sitting after Fajr for like one hour, one and a half hours, uh, trying to get his subpar, so the door, the door and stuff. Yeah. And everything. It was, it was hard, but yeah, I got through it. Sure. What about you, Hassan Yas? Yeah. I wouldn't say I had like a specific technique or anything, but it's okay. more about just repetition and stuff like that. It was more for me, it was just if I learned it properly and then the thing I'd have to do is read it to someone else, that would make sure that I know it. Or I can just sit there myself, yeah, I think I know it, but when time comes, I have to go read to the start and I don't know it, then just get sent back or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know, Hafiz Yas, you mentioned about parents' um, uh, support, etc. Right? And I think that is something very vital as well for HIV students. Mm-hmm. Um, that they have their parents' support. Is that something that you would agree with? Or do you think, especially our Bengali parents, do you think they're not doing enough? Because it's like, in Madrasa, especially for a Havi student, you're constantly reading, reciting, repeating, and, you know, um, uh, doing sabak and door, etc. But when you're at home in the holidays, you're not in that environment. So mm. how do you think, um, did you have the support from your parents in that way? or I did have that support from my parents. You did? Okay. Yeah. Um, during the holidays for about it wasn't I know you used to sit down for so long I used to sit down an hour maybe probably every day um, because yeah my mum was worrying she was worrying that I'm taking long uh, my dad was worrying that I'm taking long but um, yeah I guess you, you have to have your parents support Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think especially for our listeners um, that are interested in doing hips or sending the children um, to do hips, I think it's important that they understand and um, think about that it's not just about the child doing the hips; they have to, ha- they also have a major role mm-hmm. in, in in supporting that child to become half as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about you guys? Did you guys have your parents support yeah, or you children? Well, my mum used to always. Force me to at least sit down every day. Yeah. I sit for at least an hour or something, but definitely every day I'll sit and read. Sure. Yeah. My parents are probably listening, so I have to say they support me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. Like, it's funny because um, obviously um, it's the usual Bengali parents and stuff, and I can remember like once I told my mom, "Oh yeah, I'm on like twentieth um, part or something." She's like, "Oh, is that it?" I was like, come on, man, I'm, I'm smashing it right now. Uh, but um, yeah, because if it's in some way. It works like having that mentality, like our parents and stuff. Like they're always pushing us and stuff, and they always want us to do better and stuff. So, like I guess that kind of helped me, like you know, finish faster and like sit, sit more, like 
and read more and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, not interesting. What something that I'm interested in asking you guys, especially you guys went to Darnum, um quite recently, is um, as a parent, um, how do you get your child to read? Because like my child, you know, it's not he's not listening in today's mm-hmm. madrasa right now. But when he comes home, you know, one of the things as as a parent that I um, kind of don't struggle with, but it's not easy, you know, yeah. telling your child, you know, you yeah. need to do your subwork and you need to, he's not in his class, um, that you need to, you know, revise your books, your exams are coming up. So how do you think parents can support your children or how can they make it motivating for the child? Like when you're out of Bandresa, you know, obviously every one of us has been there. It's like mm. free jail card, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think incentive. I think yeah. That incentive, yeah? Yeah, yeah that when, helps a lot. When I was, obviously when I was doing my hips, so you're a Yiddish guy now. I say Yiddish guy now. No, but obviously, like, my mum would probably like, oh, if you don't read today, then you know you can't play the game or whatever, like yeah. stuff like that. Innit? I guess you have to like show that what they're doing is something great. Mm. You know, uh, it's not a small thing that they're doing. So yeah, yeah. a way to support them is like, wow, you did one bar. That's that's amazing and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Memorize this, or you memorize that. It's just it's like. Give them confidence boost and stuff. You know? Yeah, that's very interesting, isn't it? Because um, I think, especially with us Bengali parents, we don't like to praise our children. Yeah. It's more about how many parts you've done? Two? What is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So their expectation and their like performance management is um, how many parts have you done? And then depending on that, you know, they're either happy with you or, um, or not. Yeah. This is a bit off topic. But like in the grand, like, what's your each? That favorite verse and the meaning. <laughs> <laughs> you can say the whole Quran. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that um, if you're not ready to answer the question, it does lead on to my next question, which is um, for the sake of our listeners, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, you could do a little bit of recitation, because oh, no. come on, man. Just <laughs> <don't throw> his <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Listen, just to, because obviously we we pray um, our tarawih behind you, and you know, for me, I proper appreciate your different styles. That it makes tarawih really enjoyable, and I'm just, um, you know, obviously, you know, you don't do praise in face, but I really enjoy praying salah behind you guys. So, um, you know, I just want our listeners to get a taste of what we listen to every day. Come on, you start off, man. Oh, uh, Eldest of the way, innit? <laughs> You just read my part on time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be. You can't just literally one or two minutes. Nothing, nothing too long. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Ar-Rahmanir rahim Maliki yawmiddin Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ومن يقنت منكن لله ورسوله وتعمل صالحا نؤتها اجرها مرتين واعتدنا لها رزقا كريما يا نساء النبي لستنك أحد من النساء إن اتقيتن فلا تخضعن بالقول فيطمع الذي في قلبه مرض وقلن قولا معروفا وقلن في بيوتكن ولا تبرجن تبرج الجاهلية الأولى وأقمن الصلاة وآتين الزكاة واطعن الله ورسوله 
إنما يريد الله ليذهب عنكم الرجس أهل البيت ويطهركم تطهيرا واذكرن ما يتلى في بيوتكن من آيات الله والحكمة إن الله كان لطيفا خبيرا صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله قول رفي سب أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تكونوا كالذين آذوا موسى فبرأه الله مما قالوا وكان عيد الله وجيها يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما إنا عرضنا الأمانة على السماوات والأرض والجبال فأبين أن يحملها فأبين أن يحملها وأشفقن منها وحملها الإنسان إنه كان, إنه كان ظلوما جهولا ليعذب الله المنافقين والمنافقات والمشركين والمشركات ويتوب الله على المؤمنين والمؤمنات وكان الله غفورا رحيما صدق الله العظيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما صدق الله العظيم All three you mentioned just then when you're talking to mama that you had either parents, teachers or people inspiring you but you know when you're younger you don't sometimes understand the true virtue of you know when you're setting off on the journey of doing hips so before you did start hips like you said you've got um you know, relatives or Maulanas, etc. Was there someone that did inspire you or was the inspiration itself just to memorize the word of Allah um, in terms of why you wanted to do hifs as, as, you know, as a young adult, you know, why you set upon that journey, basically? I think for me, um, the biggest role models were my uncles. 
um, two of my uncles, obviously, um, the Imam Mustafa, one of them, and one of my uncles were here as well. Um, so obviously, uh, and we had quite a few um as well in our family. Um, we had, you know, Molana Imran. Oh yes. Um, and Molana Sakib as well. Yeah. So obviously, once they seen them become <laughs> becoming Hafiz, my parents as well, they wanted me to become a Hafiz as well, um, and go into that um, path and stuff. Um, and for me, I think I just looked at them and I was like, yeah, do you know what? I want to become like them as well. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just like. I just wanted um, to have that knowledge of the Quran and just to be able to um, read from wherever I wanted and like um, just do Taraweez and like do Imamat and stuff like that. Shit. So I think that that's that quite interested me. What about you guys? Um, <clears throat> with me, um, I guess you could say that I was inspired by Mahasudh uh, Start in Maktab. You know, I wanted to maybe become Hafiz and stuff. And the other thing was that there was no one in my family that was just a Hafiz like anything. Okay. I was the first person. Um, my uncle, he did try. He went to Jewsbury Murphy's. Uh, anyway, sorry, he went to Kid Minister and Jewsbury Murphy's. And um, he never quite got into it and stuff. Uh, so, obviously, there was like, you know, this lack of role models and stuff in the mm. family. So, my dad, my, my mom and dad, they really pushed me to, you know, do something in, like, go to Madrasa yeah. and stuff, you know, at least study something about Islam and stuff. So, Alhamdulillah, right now, um, my family, as in my, my mom and dad and my sisters and stuff, um, they're, they're, a lot, they're like, a lot on, on Dean right now. Uh, I guess it's due to... My mom pushing me to to Madrasa and um, my mom influencing my siblings as well. You know, uh, well, I think me going to Madrasa pushed my mom to uh, more to change as well. To change as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mom was, and my mom changing influenced all my siblings. Wow. So yeah. Sure, that's good stuff. Are you the eldest? Well, so. Oh, okay. So that would have you're, so you're like the um, road model now, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, it was uh, my dad mostly. Like, even ever since I was like a young kid, mm-hmm. my dad always told me, "Yeah, you're going to It's not really a question. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Yeah, you're going to and stuff like that. Obviously, Are you the eldest as well? Sorry. No, I'm not the eldest. Okay. My sister's older than me. But like, like we as well. There's no one in my family that the half is nothing like that. No, like Molana's stuff like that. So I'm the first one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know. After, like, obviously you mentioned, you know, you you both are one of the first people and obviously you're one of many in your families, but, like, after becoming a Hafiz, how do you think your responsibilities changed in society? So do you think, like, I can't go and do that because I'm a Hafiz now, or <laughs> I can't be banging off FIFA every day because they're going to, you know, my brothers and my sisters are going to look at me thinking, you know, is this what Hafiz Sab does? So how do you think your role changed in society as soon as you became a Hafiz? Um, it's, it's, it's a lot more pressure. Um, a lot of people they uh, they look at you more. Yeah, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. They judge you more. You can't do a lot of things that other people are doing. Um, they expect you to, you know, always be good boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that something that came from within you or from what people are saying? So, uh, do you think that I can't do it because yeah, it's I something feel from me? Yeah, yeah something no one's directly said it to me. Yeah, but I always feel like. You know, everyone's watching me. Yeah. Okay. So you, you, this pressure of 
being a um, good Muslim citizen, right? So do you think it's more from the community or do you, because like you said, uh, especially with you two, um, you guys were sort of the first people to go to Madrasa from your family. So do you think there was a lot of pressure from your family as well? Or yes. Yes, there was. Um, so how did you cope with that pressure? It's like, it's, it's, for like it can be uh, mentally or exhausting, you know, having to constantly watch what you're saying, watch what you're doing and what, how you're behaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, I just cope with it. <laughs> just cope with it. Just went along with you. Yeah. Um, um, because you think obviously uh, we're, we're saying that uh, you have to like act you can't say certain stuff or you can't do certain stuff or like yeah, like as a Hafiz and like as a good Muslim and stuff like that you should you should just be doing good anyway yeah. In, um, yeah I'll give an example of myself so when I finished um, Madrasa this was like early 2000s Obviously, um, I finished, uh, graduated, and then I went to uni, and then I started, after I, I finished uni, I started working. Mm. So, one of my challenges was going to work wearing a um, shirt yeah. and trouser. Because yeah. in those days, it was like a big deal. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I've yeah. seen Mona Saab in a yeah. and shirt. Yeah. So, like, for me, uh, it was, I wasn't doing it out of, like, pleasure or, like, on, or check me out kind of situation. Mm. It was more like, well, I need to work. So obviously, yeah. I need to um, dress accordingly to yeah, work. Yeah. But again, um, I think I don't think that is a big of a deal now because obviously it, it's the way it is now. But in those days it was, and for me it was just like, well, it's got to be done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, obviously a lot. Of you guys have had many different journeys. Like all three of you got really different stories, which is amazing for us and our listeners. But like, there's a lot of people. I mean, I'm talking about my mates to be fair. That say, oh, my memory's too weak to do hifs, right? And you probably heard it in my all the time. But like. What would your personal, from your own journey, what would your advice be to them people? Do you think that HIFS made your memory stronger or, you know what I mean, like, you know, how does that relationship work with, with that? I think because, like, you know, like, obviously you have to realise, like, studying the Quran, the whole Quran as well, it's a miracle in itself, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, like sometimes when I think of it, like, you memorised, what, like, 800 plus pages of Arabic and that. Yeah. Like, before you knew what yeah, Arabic exactly, was and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and, like, when you're... Um, 12, 13 years old so and obviously I've seen so many guys like with weak memories uh, like it's not like I was the uh, I had the best of memories as well and like you know people it's, um, again I think it's just the effort you put in like, it doesn't matter if you got a weak memory or a strong memory like so many guys had well, clever guys but they took so many years to finish it yeah. and guys that had weak memories that are kind of slow in their studies but they made the effort and they finished like faster mm-hmm. so I think it's just the effort you put in and um, obviously Allah's not going to let your effort go to waste in it yeah whatever effort you put in obviously you're going to get like you're going to see the fruits of it yeah and I think well, I like what um, Havid Riyasa mentioned about commitment mm. yeah it's like if you are committed to become a Havid then yeah. you know it's with anything in life and if you're committed and if you set your mind to it then you're going to obviously inshallah achieve it in it exactly I think that's my main um, So we'll lead on to what we were supposed to talk about today, which were the challenges in leading Tarawi. Um, so just out of interest, you know, um, I saw you guys earlier on after you finished Tarawi, you were sort of handing out what path to read for tomorrow. So how do you guys prepare? Because I know um, Mona Asaf and Hafiz you guys are working full time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you might have a few days off off on, on in June Ramadan, but like, how do you actually do it? Because it's crazy. Um, I think uh, the fact that we're doing with three um, guys, it's it's a lot easier. Okay. And um, because I like obviously I've done it with just one other person, but um, at that time obviously I was I was still in like um, Darulum and. It was my holiday, so I had all day to read, like all day, literally, I was reading all day. <laughs> and it was my first time doing it in the local mosque, so I was literally, like, proper scared. And uh, But this time, alhamdulillah, we got these two, mashallah, alhamdulillah. So, um, I'm a little, uh, like, a lot more chilled in how I'm learning and stuff. And um, I think, uh, because I'm, I'm working only 9 to 5. Okay. So, once I come back, I just read whenever I can. Um, and then before... I come for Isha Namaz. I'll just read. I'll just grab my brother and make him listen to me. And like, <laughs> like he just wants to watch Liverpool play or something. I'm like, no, you come, you come listen to me. I saw the goat. With me, I think uh, I still have to put in the effort. Um, I start reading. I come back from work around half past five-ish, and then around six o'clock, I sit down to read. Okay. I sit down all the way until. I just read basically all the way to the Maghrib. Wow. So uh, I do read a lot. Just try to get all the mistakes out and stuff. And, you know, uh, I, I, I like part it into like Rukus and stuff. All right, okay. Yeah, so when, when I'm going to go for Rukus and stuff, uh, I, I just practice it like that all the way to, uh, what's it called? All the way to the Maghrib. During Maghrib, I can't eat much. Because you can't stand. <laughs> I was gonna ask. That was gonna be my next question because I was here all the time. Like people need have subsidy therapy. They can't eat. Yeah. Is that because of yeah. um, when you're standing up? Yeah. You, you don't you just want to be light. And you don't want to like have an oily throat and start burping and stuff yeah. like that. It's not nice for behind you, doesn't it? Oh, we, we... <laughs> Last episode you were talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. the burpings. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So. The other thing I was going to ask is, um, obviously, like you said, you have to prepare, um, and you have to spend a lot of time preparing. But you know, when you get stuck, like what goes on in your mind? Oh my god! Because oh. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, are they thinking about Netflix? Or, <laughs> uh, is it something from YouTube? Oh or my, it... my mind just goes blank. Like literally, like you, oh my, you could have learned it like a thousand times, but uh, once yeah. it goes blank, you just can't remember what, like, what the next ayat is and stuff. It's a bit um, like, um, you know, authors, um, when they're writing books, I think it's called, is it writer's block? Yeah, yeah, yeah. when they can't stop writing anymore yeah. because their mind literally just goes blank. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, when I get stuck, what I'll do is just go back to the previous ruku and try again. If, that's not, if I still can't get it, I'll try again and then after, then I'll wait for mom to give me, you know. <laughs> so I was going to ask as well, so, you know, um, obviously... Imam stars behind you and the hafsas behind you, they um, often like correct you. Yeah. Do you guys literally wait for them and stuck out? Do you yeah, keep, keep on going around until. Yeah, until I'll go back like once and if I can't, then I'll be like, there's no for wasting time and just carry on. Let him tell me and then I'll just carry on. Yeah. It's, it's funny because um, la- last year, like compared to this year, um, last year I'd done um, Tarabi's in Dalum. Okay. And, um, and the, the guys listening now, they probably want me to mention their names. But, um, <laughs> don't worry, I'm gonna get to that. Shout it up, man! Shout it up. But because um, we had a good like thirty guys in our class, and we had um, good like twenty of them that were halfies, so we would do, we had like groups of four, um, five guys in each group, 
um, you're only reading like five, six sides each or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot easier compared to this year. I'll just say who my group were because they're probably listening and they want their names on that. <laughs> um, but it was uh, Molana Shah Aziz, Molana Ibrahim Masroor, Molana Imran Yar. He was, uh, he's actually from Canada. He's gone back to Canada now. Okay. He's um, studying over there and that. And there was Molana Ubaidullah Hassan. So, yeah, it was uh, our group was just like proper chilled on that. And uh, um, yeah, they like proper knew their stuff. So I didn't really have to worry about anything about that. And then obviously this year, um, doing it in the local mosque, and then but just three of us as well, and I'm working, so it's a bit more challenging. Yeah, so you know, obviously because you're, um, I think I've heard it when I was growing up. Is it, am I right to say it's challenging to lead tarawih in your own community yeah. compared to um, like a different community or like a different environment? Yeah. Why is that? I think because you, you you just don't know the people in it when you're in a different <laughs> community and that. You just uh, think, yeah, they don't know me anyway. I'll just, uh, just I'll just read how I want. Yeah, I'm going after thirty days anyway. When your local community obviously is going to set your reputation and oh, yeah. the, your name your and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. it. So big time. Yeah. Um, your parents are behind you. Your family's behind you. Does that put you. more pressure if your parents are behind you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I'm like, like, I'm every day after the I'm like just drenched. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, sorry, I was going to just jump back to, you know, you mentioned about preparation and stuff and during Tarawi as well. Do you guys have to listen to it as well or do you guys just keep reading and reading and reading? You know, like, obviously there's different type of learners and stuff. Um, I know, for example, Mulana, uh, sorry, Hafizab, he reads so exactly like someone else, like Salal Hashim, I don't know if you know that or you just, you know that. <laughs> so you read exactly like him. I was thinking, oh, do you guys listen to it? The first day we prayed um, Tarawi in Masjid, yeah, yeah. he's like, Mama, I need to find out who this is. Um, <laughs> I just knew, so I thought I heard spent him. all morning looking for the chef and he found him. So um, do you guys listen to it, like other reciters and stuff? Like, is it more of a, you just keep reading and then it's up to you, like it gets in your head easier that way? Because like, for us, like laymen, like, we just listen to other someone else reciting it, and then we obviously copy them or whatever. But like, how does it work for you guys? Nah, I just keep on reading it over and over again. Yeah. So you don't have like a you're on your younger. Do you have like a favorite reciter that you guys used to listen to or not? I did have like reciters and stuff, but I could never like copy them. Yeah, like, I wasn't good enough to copy them, so I don't know. I just came up with my own kind of like tune kind of thing. Yeah, um, whatever I could do. Um, but yeah. Um, I'll just listen to the like usual, you know, Sheikh Shureem, Sheikh Sudeis, and these guys and stuff. I guess I get my um, like my tune. Uh, it was one of our students in our madrasa. Uh, it was from Panama, I believe, or Barbados. Wow. Well, who was that? Or Bashar. Or from? Bashar. Yeah. Who was that? We, we either I don't even know. Oh. Who <laughs> oh, he's from Venezuela. Sorry, he's from Venezuela. Ah, uh, Ibrahim uh, something in it. Yeah, he's yeah. from Venezuela. So he used to. Uh, I used to call him Ibrahim Venezuela. Yeah. So he used to uh, read. Uh, he used to uh, fidget time. He used to read, and it's just sounds so nice. Yeah. So some guys just have yeah. <coughs> natural. So I just, like, yeah, I copy him. I copy him like too. Yeah. So what was your like biggest struggles uh, in Madrasa? So like being away from family teachers giving you a hard time or like what was it the food <laughs> oh yeah definitely food is, yeah. Food is nice food is nice yeah I think Bradford I know at the beginning the food wasn't like all that um, but Alhamdulillah like through the years it started getting a bit better and um, I think the main thing would be like um, homesickness and that just missing home missing your parents because yeah. uh, obviously my, I'm from Sunderland so my parents were what like two and a half three hours away 
Yeah. And obviously, I used to see all my um, year mates and stuff. Their parents come in every other week, so I, used to, I just used to feel like, like bro, sad and lying. Like, oh, <laughs> like, do my parents love me? <laughs> they send me here. At least come visit me. Yeah. And uh, I can remember I used to like phone home every day, like bro, crying and that. And uh, I used to tell my mom, like, come see me. And <laughs> but um, yeah, I think yeah, that was the main thing for me, like just homesickness and that. Now for me, I've never been homesick. <laughs> I've, I've never, like, I don't know why. It's just as soon as I went there, I was like, "Yeah." Because you've been I'm, telling from day one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you just spend time down. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's alright. It's not that bad. Yeah. 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 I'm not those. You know, you um something for all three of you is obviously like when you grow older. Now, would you send your kids to do the same thing, or would you not? Yeah, I'd send my kids. Yeah. Or would you force them? Though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it for no. my wife because I want to force my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would. Um, Send them after the over sixteen. Right. Okay. Now, because, like, um, I don't know. Like, obviously, I seen it as well when I was a kid. Like, I, I was messing about so much, and um, the guys in my year and the guys like all the under sixteens, we were just wasting so much time. And I think, like, the over when I went when I went into over sixteen, and we had, we used to have over sixteens coming in, they understood the value of time and like the value of the Quran and like. Obviously, you know, they've been sent here for a reason and they're not kids. So I think if my like kids are, they wanted to go, then I'd send them after they're over 16 and try and explain to them properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think as a parent, my concern would be um, if I'm sending to normal public um, secondary school, yeah, then they could go down a completely different yeah, trajectory. That's, yeah, that's the scary thing, yeah, risk so, about it as well. So for me, I'd rather not take that risk and send them to Madrasa. Mm. Even though they might be messing around, but they're in a better environment compared to... Yeah, that's a good point as well, yeah. Compared to um, what, what they probably would be in. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. You also mentioned, like, obviously, both of you are full-time working. Obviously, half of me has got a bit of time left. So, like, you know, integrating back into normal society, like Mama mentioned before, like, going to work and stuff... It is difficult, but how do you, you know, when you come out from other side, how has your mindset changed from before? Like, do you see these, like, people that, you know, like, we all know when you go to work, it's all about Friday, and they're all just banging about Friday night. And all yeah, this and all that. yeah. So do you just, like, switch off from that? Do you try and integrate with them, or is it just more of a, I'll do me, you do you sort of thing? Yeah, I, I think, um, like, anyone will tell you, like, my whole family and stuff, like, my, my personality is just, like, I'm to myself. Yeah. Like, uh, you guys do what you want and that, even at, at work when they're, Talking about like clubbing and stuff like that, I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's uh, like I feel sorry for them. Like yeah. <laughs> they just um, just working and just want to spend it all on uh, Friday to Sunday, whatever. And Alhamdulillah, as, as Muslims, obviously, like we're so lucky because we've got purpose in life, and when I, we don't waste like our time on that kind of stuff. So obviously, like I think even my manager was saying like, "Oh yeah, you Asians like." Yeah, really good at saving money and spending on other things on good things and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, or do I? You should invite them to Saudi, man. <laughs> what about you? Have some, is there anything you've done on that or same sort of thing? No, not really. Yeah. Um, I work with Pakistanis and I so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they understand, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's but with a few things you do get, you feel alienated, I guess. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're used to some certain stuff and then other people mm-hmm. yeah so what, what kind of things do you guys miss from your Darulun days because mama always bangs on about his isn't it so like <laughs> what do you guys like miss about that sort of lifestyle obviously happens to you, you probably don't want to go back do you know, but, like, <laughs> what do you guys miss from that from that lifestyle um, I think it's just uh, 
I don't know. It's just the vibes of the Illumina. It's just like all the boys want to play. Yeah, Illumina. all the boys and like, um, especially like, um, obviously last year was my last Ramadan in uh, the Illumina, and the vibe in uh, the Illum, uh, during Ramadan in the Illumina is just different. different yeah, and like um, we were so lucky. Alhamdulillah, like last year we we done we spent the whole of Ramadan in Itikaf. Uh-huh. So um, I literally like every day we we're just reading and like spending like. Um, our time just reading hadith and like just Quran and spend um, being able to participate in our stars like duas and like namaz and stuff like yeah. that. So um, yeah, I just miss that environment like just studying and like yeah. just being with the boys and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else happens up? Do you have any um, questions? I don't know. Give me a minute. <laughs> 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 The channel will back. <laughs> start, start. Um, I think um, we'll wrap it up now, inshallah. Um, so I just want to say um, it's been a pleasure having you guys on. Um, and you know, uh, our Prophet Muhammad Sallam, he said there's two people that we can be envious of. You know, you know, um, and one of the one of those people are half is the Qurans. And I'm gonna tell you up front. I'm getting jealous of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are walking around with gold dust in your hearts, mashallah. Yeah. But no, exactly for it. Um, uh, giving your time after Tarai, I know this is your chill time <laughs> when you uh, get to eat and then uh, make up for the day. But um, no, I really appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your experiences, and I'm sure our listeners will appreciate it as well. Do you guys got anything to add? It's been a pleasure. Um, so, Zakala for everybody else for tuning in um, to today's episode. Um, just want to add on, we are now on Instagram, Dean Official, this like Dean Talk Official, uh, where we'll update, uh, we'll be post our latest updates. So, uh, inshallah, um, remember us in, in, in the du'as. Um, and I believe tonight is an odd night, first odd night is the 21st. Yeah, yeah. So, special house for, um for us, please. So, as alaykum. <laughs>